Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Wednesday morning. We had to thaw Ned out near the heater before he was willing to go today. He's not a big fan of the chilly mornings. You know, this, this is interesting, too, because seven months ago, we would have thought that 47 degrees was a heat spell. Come on, bring it on. Spring's here. That was just after 14 below zero. Yeah, I remember that cold day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember having to go out to your car, pick you up, carry in here, and then throw you on the heater and just let the ice melt off of you. And give me the necessary drinking Yeah, well, that's part of it. You start start funneling that in while you're heating them up (laughs) on the outside. You got to get the inside and the outside. All right, now that we're done talking about how cold it is, uh, you know, I'm a positive guy. I like to look, in, even in the worst situations, try to find a positive thing out of it. You know, that's at least human nature for me. Um, but, you know, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs defense, it's kind of hard to be positive when they have this stat. According to Pro Football Focus, the Chiefs have missed 21 tackles through two games. Dirty Dan has missed nine of them by himself. No other Chiefs player has more than two. Dirty Dan has nine. That's a problem. You might tell the folks who Dirty Dan is. Dirty Dan Sorensen. Everyone in the Chiefs kingdom knows who Dirty Dan is. Well, and the interesting thing about Sorensen is he comes from a program that prides itself, you'd be why you guys, prides itself on defense. And you know how to play defense. Interestingly enough, the players and the coaches seem to have an agreement on what the defensive liabilities are with this team. And they are, I'm not saying this to be facetious or anything, they are ranked dead last in the National Football League. 32 teams, they are number 32 in defense. All right, why is this the case? Well, the players and coaches have agreed that it is the tackling, the lack of proper tackling that is, the, it's not the defensive scheme of things, it's the tackling. Well, that bothers me a little bit. These are professional athletes. No, they do not practice a lot of tackling in the, in the workout sessions because you're risking injury if that's the case. So you rely on your native instincts as far as playing football is concerned. And evidently, that's come back to haunt this team. I think their defensive scheme is the problem. I say move Chris Jones back to his old position at tackle and defensive end on the right side of the line because he was being, he missed a lot of plays, a lot of them. And the reason was because he didn't have enough practice in there. Didn't play in many of the exhibition games, anything like that. And that's where you learn these things. I think the Chiefs are going to come on. I think they'll play a whole lot better defense. They'll play a good Chargers team on Sunday. And I'm, I'll be very surprised if they don't play a much stronger level of D. They usually do at home. That's almost always a, a, a given just because the crowd gets them fired up. And uh, the other note is Willie Gay Jr. is progressing re- really well with his toe injury. He should be back probably pretty soon. That will help uh, big time because mm-hmm. I know Willie Gay likes to tackle people. He definitely can. And again, and I can't say this enough. I'm not the biggest Mizzou fan in the world, but hey, man, big ups to Nick Bolton. As a rookie, he's already definitely come came on big time and stepped up, and he's been getting into the mix. Now that we've got this off our chest, <laughs> what are your uh, what are your uh, friends in Las Vegas having to say on this game? You know, I was critical of the the spread against the Baltimore Ravens since it was only three and a half, and I thought it should have been a whole lot more than that. This time, the spread is interesting because the Chargers are a six and a half point dog to Kansas City. Now, that's, that's a lot. This is not a bad Chargers team. 
They do not have a really glorious history against Kansas City. The Chiefs have owned this ball club here over the last several years. Yeah, they, they've won in recent years, but they've been throwaway games at the end of the season. Well, this one's not. This is the start of the year, and playing in Kansas City, they flip-flop every year. Next year, they'll be out in Los Angeles again to start the, uh, the first of the two-game series. But it's a six-and-a-half-point spread. Kansas City is the favorite. I look for the Chiefs to come back big in this game. I hope they do. Uh, what's the uh, over-under? Over-under, I have not seen the you official, seen the, but I'm going to say it's probably about 52, 53. Yeah, okay. That's about 55. That's what I was thinking. All right, but before Sunday's game at noon for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, we've got a whole bunch of college football coming up the day before and actually a few days before that, too. Um, kind of my glance, uh, probably one of the biggest games, in my opinion, is probably going to be that Notre Dame-Wisconsin game. It is, uh, and it's the one getting the most headlines. Number one, it's in a neutral or alleged yeah. neutral <laughs> Oh, site. well, it is. I mean, you got Notre Dame fans all over the country. Well, and Notre Dame is only about an hour away from yeah, Soldier Field. Yeah, yeah, South Bend and Chicago yeah. are practically But also Sonoma. Madison is about an hour and a half. It's it not that is, far. And that's, but the interesting thing about this is this is match number two. Match number one never took place. It was to have been last year at Lambeau Field in, in Green Bay, and that would have been, of course, Wisconsin's home game. But it never happened because covid happened at the time that that game was going to be played. And they said, wait a minute, Big Ten played last year. Yes, they did, but in November. And this game was scheduled for early October. So it got wiped out. They are going to play it again at Lambeau Field, but I think it's in 2025, if I'm not mistaken. This year, it's at Soldier Field. They'll have the place will be sold out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it'll it will be, be rocking the Notre Dame fans. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago is the hub for the Irish fans. And they'll fill the place up. So will Wisconsin. They'll probably divide it half and half as far as the tickets are concerned. I like Wisconsin in this game. Their Notre Dame has shown me some liabilities in their first couple of games. Did beat an improved Purdue team mm-hmm. last week, but but Notre Dame still is lacking a lot in uh, aggressive offense. Yeah, Their quarterback, Jack Cohn, is a transfer from Wisconsin. He was Wisconsin's transfer last year, and they asked him, What's it going to be like playing against your old school? And his answer was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Those college kids know exactly what to say. At least he said something. Uh, other than that, you know, you start your day off with that one because that's the 11 o'clock game. And then you've got uh, the Texas A&M Arkansas game. And, and that, that's going to be a That's a big dandy. one that's kind of flying yeah, under yeah, the radar. Yeah. They play that down to Jerry Jones, a little playpen. In Arlington, Texas, that it, not only is it a big game, it's a conference game for both those teams, and it will be a dandy. And then K-State, Oklahoma State at the night game. So, see, I just told you my whole schedule on Saturday. You know what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> and, and then you're going over to the Bears game on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. What was it? It had been the first time since, like, what, 2000 and. Six that the Cardinals had won nine straight? 2001. Oh, my God, even further back. What about 10 straight? That's it. 2001 is 10 straight. Wow. And more. They had more back then and and didn't win in the postseason. So you have to look at this in a number of ways. It is 10 consecutive wins now for the Cardinals. What are they doing differently? And I tell you, they are doing something differently. They have approached their level of offense differently from what they had been. You might remember that, and we've been critical of this, Mike, during the course of the season when they were right around 500 and when Mike Shannon called them not a very good baseball team. They still aren't from that aspect of things, but they're approaching things differently. Instead of swinging for the fences, they are now playing contact baseball and stealing bases 
This is called small ball, and that's what they're doing. Last night, for instance, they had two key steals. When's the last time they had that? Didn't hit any long balls. They couldn't. Milwaukee has a very good pitching staff. Well, now, now the Cardinals have ripped off 10 in a row. The other teams are going to approach them a little bit differently, seeing that they're playing a different style of baseball now. But being that, as we said, the Cardinals are on their way to salting away now that second wild card berth. They win 2-1 to one last night, and the game ends with the Milwaukee Brewers' bases loaded and a strikeout by the Cardinals. That's, that's big. That makes a huge difference and a nice win for St. Louis. Huge win. Huge win. And here's something else that was really cool that I heard yesterday, and that was the team is going to sell discounted tickets for the next two homestands, which one, I think, game is like $5 a ticket, and the other one's $10 a ticket. They want everyone they can to get in those Well, of course they do. Their attendance is down. Yeah. And has been down, and understandably so. This has not been a, a real good baseball team, but it is now. And because of the advent of the second wild card, which has been in operation now, I don't like it, but it's been in operation since 2012, because of that, the Cardinals can be and will be in the postseason. Who are they going to play? Well, it's either the Giants or the Dodgers, and that hasn't been decided yet. The Giants have a one-game lead over Los Angeles for the division championship. You want to win that division championship, that takes you out of that one-game wild card playoff. Case in point, Mike, both the Giants and the Dodgers, whichever one it finishes in second place, will have over 90 wins. And one game will make a difference as to whether or not they continue. It's baseball, and that's also, I can see your point in the wild card situation. Because it's just, you have a team that just has a great year, and then it all comes down to one game. One game. One game. Who do the Cardinals want to face? In my opinion, they want to face the Giants. Yeah, okay. I think they, they want to have. In their games against the Giants this year, the Cardinals have dominated. Game against the Dodgers, a little bit Not so much. You're probably up against Max Scherzer if that yeah, happens. And definitely. Oh, they're going to throw everything rough. they can at you, for sure. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully uh, Giants can hold on just a little bit for us to go take it from them. Uh, how the Royals <laughs> do in Cleveland? Uh, not so well. Cleveland, the uh, future Cleveland Guardians, knocked them off last night. But that's that's really okay because Kansas City's playing very well and they have an all-time record holder, as we talked about, on their team, Salvador Perez, the all-time leading career home run hitter for catchers. He has 46 of them now beating Johnny Bench. That happened two days ago. Over and above that, Kansas City's playing much improved baseball. They are a good team. And next year, I'm predicting, we'll get a whole lot better. Yeah, they're, 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 the future's looking bright for them. Uh, last but not least, Ned's going to be out on a school night tomorrow night. Battle for Bell, right? And it's a very big deal. I hope the fans will show up at Hammonds Field. Game starts at 6.30. Gates will open at 5.30. This is Battle for Bell. Yes, it is an exhibition, but it's a charity exhibition. It's Missouri State versus Drury. Last year, well, earlier this year, they played in the regular season because Battle for Bell was canceled because of COVID. That's over and above the point. Uh, the game was scheduled anyway with Drury. And uh, the Drury team lost on a walk-off home run in the ninth inning, 9-8. to eight. In this case, it is an exhibition game. It does count on the records for both teams, a D2 and a D1, and Missouri State's D1. But over and above all that, it's Battle for Bell, not the Battle for the Bell, it's Battle for Bell. It's in honor of Howard Bell, longtime Glendale coach, former Missouri State player, well-known by everybody in the Ozarks, good guy, Springfield Parkview product, who passed away from the ravages of hemiotrophic lateral sclerosis back in 2013. It's Lou Gehrig's disease, and that is where the proceeds are headed for. The Cox Health System's 
ALS Clinic. It is the only one in the Ozarks, the only one. There is no cure for ALS. There are facilities that can make the lifespan a little bit more comfortable. It's just a, it's a horrendous disease. And somewhere and somehow we'll find a cure for it. This is one of the ways we can do it, by helping to support ALS. 6.30 tomorrow night, Bears and Drury, and always a great rivalry. Weather's looking perfect for it, too, Ned. You have a wonderful Wednesday. And to you, sir.